Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're back with uh, Fig and Locke Talk. I'm uh, Mr. Figs. And I'm Mr. Locke. How are y'all doing? And tonight, uh, we also have a special guest joining us. We have International D-Man, uh, one of our uh, boys from uh, that we've been hanging out with for a while now. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello. Hi. How are we doing? <laughs> My name is International D-Man. I'm pretty much a wild card. I'm pretty much not going to say much, but I will chime in from here and there. So, that's just about it. All right. Welcome, man. Let's yeah. get some background on uh, D-Man here. Uh, he used him and uh, Nick came up together working it um, uh, back in the day, working the restaurant business, and now he too, like uh, like Locke, is a, a successful uh, restaurant manager. So uh, I'm joined with two restaurant connoisseurs here uh, t- tonight. But let's get to it. Uh, we don't want to waste any more time. We want to talk about the hottest topic of the evening, and that is obviously Super Bowl Fifty. Um, well, guys, uh, what do you think? Where do you want to? I mean, what, how, what what do we think of the game? Super Bowl itself, I would have to say, um, it was an interesting game. Um, I guess compared if you compare to last year's Super Bowl, last year's Super Bowl was better. Last year's was better because you stayed in the game. It was like right down the final moment. Yeah, I agree, uh, yeah. definitely. But uh, this year's one, I mean, it was definitely entertaining. Uh, like I predicted last night in the podcast, it would come down to defense. It was very much a defensive battle. The defense came to play on both sides of the field, you know. What I mean, and uh, it just Denver suffocated them. Yeah, I, I gotta say, man, like there are very few games where you're excited about the defense coming on the field because they were making all the plays tonight. Uh, I mean, otherwise, offensively, it was a really underwhelming game. Uh, I mean, neither Cam Newton nor Peyton Manning, for that matter, could really make any big plays. Um, the defense was just all over it tonight. Like, uh, Denver, they, they won a Super Bowl with the least amount of yards total as a team. 147 yards. That's amazing. You know, I mean, they they, all, they caused seven sacks. Um, Von Miller had two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMarcus Ware had two himself. I mean, it's remember, DeMarcus Ware was cast off as mm-hmm. dead, and he showed out this game. So I, I can't even hate. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, I think the more uh, lasting thing is watching... This whole dab nation thing that what Carolina was doing, like oh, dabbing, yeah. <laughs> having a good time, and hey, let's show the machismo and the show off, having a good time. And Denver didn't play that. Denver was like, we're gonna beat, we're gonna beat your ass, and yeah. they did. They and, sure did. They came out and played. <laughs> and I mean, to their to to the defense to the to to the defense of Denver. Um, I mean, talk about they made the biggest play of the game very early on. I mean, first quarter. You know, sacking Cam Newton, who, by the way, he's not been sacked that much the entire season. Yes. Sacking Cam Newton, stripping the ball, and then getting that t- defensive touchdown right off the bat just really set the tone for the de- for the de- Denver defense early on. Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Vaughn Miller was absolutely, he was Lawrence Taylor-like tonight. He yeah, was yeah. unstoppable. You know, they, every time you saw him drop back, Cam Newton may not got sacked, but he was touched. Vaughn Miller touched him. Every single time, so Cam Newton was uncomfortable all game. Then somewhere along the way, after he'd been running a little bit, Cam Newton got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt pretty bad. He got hurt. Yeah, he he played through injury. So I, mean, I tip my hat to him. You know, he um, for him doing it because he he didn't wimp out. But you know what though? The thing that kind of the thing that really for me hurt my respect for Cam Newton uh, was just how he reacted on the field. Man, he was such a child. That's the Cam He's Newton I know. Such in love. a child, dude. I That's mean, the Cam let's, let's be real. The biggest meme. Tomorrow will be Cam Newton passing out on the sideline like a five-year-old. It's the best because of uh, what happened on the field 
during that uh, what was it uh, that uh, was it? It was the touchdown. The touchdown. Run, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just seeing that reaction, dude. It's like, come on, man. You know, it's a Super Bowl. All eyes are on you. You're gonna act like a five year old who didn't get, whose mom didn't buy him a candy bar. It's at the Walmart. meme. It's, it's I mean, the meme on. that like when it's the moment you find out the girl you love is a slut, you're like, no. He's falling <laughs> down the ground. Like, no, why? This can't be real. You know, what I mean, it's. It's something else, you yeah. know, and, and you know it, he Cam Newton for for one thing I'll say I I'm a very emotional I'm a very emotional person too, and like that and he's emotional as well. But the problem is that when you're a quarterback, you you're the pulse and you're the leader of the team, and if you're going downhill, everything else is going downhill. Yeah, and he was not displaying any leadership tonight, and he yeah he was falling down like Terrell Davis. Not Terrell Davis, sorry. Thomas Davis, sorry. Terrell Davis was there, though, yes. <laughs> but Thomas Davis for the Carolina Panthers was showing more leadership, rounding them up. I didn't see Cam Newton take his, take his offense and say, come on, guys, we're going to make plays. we got to do this, guys. Come on. And it was nothing like that. It was just, we're going to get our ass kicked. Here it comes. You know what I mean? And beyond that, I mean, a couple of things stand out for the game. Tlaib probably had his worst game of his life. Oh, my God, dude. Talk about the guy who could have thrown it away for the Denver defense. <laughs> yes. I mean, just completely checked out, not covering his man, giving him such a 10-yard a lead, you know, from uh, off the line. I mean, terrible. just absolutely terrible. Um, you know, it's like, dude, did you show up the play? Not to mention he gave up two big penalties. Back-to-back. Back-to-back, which cost, uh, what, 30 yards almost, I think? Yeah. So, I mean, just, I mean, it's like, dude, you, you were he was not helping the entire game. No, he did not, so... I mean, it was definitely a it was a close game for most of the game, you know. And then, uh, you know, as I call him, Mister Demarius Thomas, the Invisible Man. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, because um, last Super Bowl when like they were in the Super Bowl against Seattle, he got squashed. He did nothing. And then this game, he got squashed too. Yes, Josh Norman is a good corner. It's true. But if you're a number one receiver like he is, that makes made money like he gets paid, you need to show up. And he's six five. Mm-hmm. You're six freaking five, man. Make a play. Do something. Get physical. He plays soft, and I, it bothers me when I see big physical guys in the NFL receivers, particularly, play small. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they play small. That means next time when your contract's up, me and any I swear any other year now going forward, fantasy football wise, I'm not picking them up ever. You're dead to me, fantasy yeah, football wise, yeah, yeah. because you're not big game worthy at all. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, yeah, I mean, for me, just a, especially on the offensive side, just a really underwhelming game. Um, I feel bad for Peyton. I mean, I think he hasn't said it yet, but I think we all suspect this is probably gonna be his last game. And it would have been nice to him make a few more, a few big plays in uh, in the Super Bowl. I mean, he he did exactly. When you, you said it earlier, we were talking about it during the game. I mean, he managed the game well. I mean, uh, I think we all can agree. And Peyton Manning, he's a general on the field. He knows how to lead a team. He knows. Like, hey, he knows when to push and when not to push. But at the same time, you just want to see Peyton, make, Manning make, make that 40-yard throw to, to, for, for a touchdown or make that big, that big game-changing you know, play, and that just never came. This, this game was completely defense all the way around. Yeah, you know, I, I, I did. Yeah, I made that call with Peyton Manning there. He, uh, he definitely had moments where he was mad at himself because he's, he's understanding that his body – isn't allowing him to do what he really wants to do. True. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, and, you know there were a few times, especially in the third quarter, when the Panthers started gaining a little momentum. And there were some, you could see, like, Manning was about to make some plays, but that, 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 that Panther defense got to him first and stripped the ball from him or sacked him. And I think if, that, if, if, that, if the Denver line had held in those two, those two instances, we might have saw some big plays from. We might have saw something. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he he threw a pick, he threw around right offensive yeah, lineman, he yeah. threw a defensive lineman to me early. Who had a 
who had a hell of a game early, dude. If Carolina won early, I know Cam Newton probably would have been awarded it, but early was that guy. He had three sacks. He had an interception. He's a defensive lineman and got that. You know, mm-hmm. he he would have been MVP. He should have been MVP technically. You know, what I mean, too bad I was the opposite player because I think he he was that guy for Carolina that showed up for the game. You know, um, but it's beyond that. Uh, but the Super Bowl was entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. And uh, I tell you, some other things that didn't help help uh, the Panthers either. I mean, they gave up a lot of yards and penalties tonight. I mean, second half, so second many half. false starts. The second half, man. Uh, and yeah. then on top of that, I mean, turnovers, just ridiculous amount of turnovers on the Panthers side. And I tell you, one of my favorite pictures, and you caught it. They caught it on that in your phone, and there was a glimpse of it in the actual game. Is when Cam Newton was sacked again, fumbled the ball, or was stripped. And just seeing him knee like on the ground on his knees with this complete utter look of dis- disbelief and disgrace on his face as he watched the two Denver guys recover the ball right there on the two. Well, I think line. he realized that because on that play, he was in a position to make a play on the ball and he did it. Yeah, he he, he stopped. Demarcus Ware made a weird play. He tried to make a weird play with his left arm, which if he landed wrong, he could have broke his arm the way his ankle was on that. But sure, he he went for it. Demarcus Ware threw it out like I'm I'm gonna make the play, and Cam was late reacting to it. And when Cam finally did react to it, the ball was already gone. And mm-hmm. it, it, that's I, you I, know. I, I tell you, man, I thought the I really did think the Panthers were gonna come back because uh, in the third quarter there, I mean, they got some momentum going. Denver was not playing well, and they were they were kind of. I mean, the the lead came down. It was like a six point lead at one point. Denver looked like they were starting to get weak, uh, and this. And I thought the Panthers were going to capitalize it, but again, they just threw it up because of turnovers and and penalties. Yeah, know? definitely. Like Denver, if you on paper like. Denver, Denver won because their defense purely. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, their yeah, offense yeah. was anemic. It was as bad as it probably can be. You know, I mean, you would if I would have show you the stat line on that, and I erased all the quarterback name, you'd have thought it'd be like Ty Detmer out there, or like freaking anybody else up there. You know, I mean, uh, but you know, saying that this Peyton Manning driven offense and the lack of like Emmanuel Sanders showed up for the game. Mm-hmm. Cool, thank you, Emmanuel. You know. The running back C.J. Anderson, he showed up. Thank you. You know what I mean. But beyond that, with the invisible band, uh, Vernon Davis, Vernus Stonehands Davis, he can't catch nothing anymore. I swear he can. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, uh, I guess just to run, go, go, we'll go on the table real quick. So, what was your favorite moment of the game? I know we we talked about the biggest play of the game, but what was your favorite moment of the game? Do you have one even favorite moment of the game? I think would. Uh, it would have to be when you saw that sack that Cam Newton had. Like it was like a fifteen yard sack when mm-hmm. it came like they became like third and twenty four, you know. And then that play after where Cam Newton almost got safety by Von Miller. Safety Von Miller was touching him again, and he dipped out, ran to the right, he threw the ball. He was throwing the ball out of bounds, and he kind of he got he did kind of get a late hit. Like the hit was kind of a bit much, I guess. But Cam Newton probably tried to overact it a little bit, and then when he didn't get the call, man, he get that little he did a little like. Two-year-old pout thing, like yeah, yeah, on the, yeah, on, like the, yeah. on the ground, and that was kind of funny. And I, I like that was kind of the that was a a moment, you know, being like I can fully forever remember because that's like that is the moment where I realized that Denver's defense they could win this game. Like it literally, like they own Cam Newton's emotions right now. Sure, like after that, Cam Newton he can't really compete a pass anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw over the, he overthrew passes. I think that he the, was throwing over throwing passes in the beginning of the game. Yeah, like I mean, he there weren't a whole lot of heck of a lot of passes. Let's be honest, Cam Newton. Good. Cam Newton's never been an accurate quarterback. Sure, he will never win the most accurate. He won't be the most efficient quarterback ever in his life. You know what I mean? Cam Newton is Cam Newton because he's two hundred fifty pounds, six five, sure. and he runs yeah, a four yeah. five. 
That's why he's Cam Newton. You know what I mean? And he could throw a pretty decent ball. The problem is he's not super accurate. In big games like that, I mean, Cam Newton kind of takes this as a learning lesson. The problem is that a lot of times when it comes to football teams, there is a Super Bowl hangover. It's real. And Super Bowl hangover comes in many different ways. Some teams, they stick together. And they're like, well, we're going to be all right. And we're going to try to make this work next year. It doesn't work like that. And two, when you're as good as the Panthers were this past year, and you have as much free agents as they do, they're going to want money. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to go somewhere else. So then you got to try to reload this team back up. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really hard to do because money, there's a certain amount you can have. Yeah, yeah. And, you know what I mean? I doubt it. With NFC South, they're getting better. You know, the Falcons are getting better. The Saints are getting better. The Buccaneers are getting better. You know what I mean? Everything is better. It's just the Carolinas going to have a hard time getting back next year. Um, Denver, I don't see them going back to Super Bowl next year. Payne Man will hang it up. And yeah. if they if they do go back next year, Chiefs are probably the biggest competition there. But, um, you know, Brock Eisweiler, he'll have the keys to it. I think he deserves it. Brock, yeah. he, Brock deserves it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's my deciding moment. What was, what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment in the game? Uh, I think uh, my favorite moment in the game, honestly, was uh, that, that I know it's, it's kind of a cheap cop-out, but that that major play in the first quarter. Because I think that really set the tone of the Denver defense and it set the momentum for the for the, for the game for them and Denver. You know, last you know, the last time Denver went to the, to the Super Bowl, that that botched snap set the set the tone for Denver for that rest of that game. I mean, they just could not come back from that bat, that botched snap and it and they just didn't show up to play. This time Denver that that sack of Cam Newton, that scoring that defensive touchdown, that set the tone for the Denver defense and they kept that momentum going, you know, for four quarters. Which I tell you what, you know, I mean, we were talking like it's like you said, you know, it was a defensive game, but I, I was at a point where I was beginning to wonder because the defense was on the on the field more than the offense, and I began to wonder at what point was the defense going to lose steam and start giving up points, and I, I really thought that Denver because they were playing so hard was going to give it up first. Yeah, probably fatigue it out. Maybe I, I, was, I was a little worried about that, but. You know, I mean, or they run the risk of like maybe getting a player injured because of defense yeah. on there so long. Yeah. I can see that. But they, but they, they stuck it. They stuck it through for four quarters. I was impressed. D, what do you, what was your favorite moment in the game? I'll probably say the forty-yard pass that Cam Newton did in the, uh, early in the third. Yeah, that was a good pass. Uh, yeah. It seemed like that would have been that would have started a momentum gainer. Sure. But after that, it's just still Denver's defense is just just overpowered it. It's yeah. Just. just just their momentum held up. Yeah, uh, uh, you know the Panthers. The Panthers. You know, like it's, they got they had, they got that momentum going in the in the third quarter, um, and you really thought they were going to take it back. Sorry, y'all, if y'all hear that's my that's my dog Winston uh, getting his drink on right now, right in the middle of the podcast. For real. He, he, he's he's, making, right he's making his presence known right now. Apparently so. He was asshole. he was just sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And he decided, you know, I'm gonna come up in here and just like just I'm get all over this. Mess up your podcast by <laughs> drinking the shit. That's the like, story of my dog, man. Goddamn. He's man. like, I'm just gonna get all up in the middle of this right now. For real? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm of all up, the times. And now I'm gonna come over and slob on your leg. So uh, <laughs> for real, man. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that was the story of of the Panthers all night. You know, I mean, um, but it, I mean, still, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. I enjoyed it. Um. So, uh, I mean, any other, what else? What else do you think about the game? The game itself. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. That's the game in yeah. a nutshell, man. It I is mean, and beyond me going really analytical with all like this idea of like this Von Miller offensive line play, defensive line play. Mm-hmm. Derek Wolf, he he showed up to play. 
like I said, DeMarcus Ware made a play. Linebackers, Denver, they ran all over the field. And I'm not going to knock the Carolina Panthers linebackers. Um, Luke Keekley, mm-hmm. tackle machine like he always is. He had a huge hit on Demaris Thomas, mm-hmm. but probably knocked Demaris Thomas out of the game, sure. technically. You know what I mean? But it, I think it was self-lifting wounds. Like, yeah. Carolina made a lot of mistakes second half. Like, you just false start. So, false start. Blindside. A blindside yeah. hit. That's 50-yard. You don't ever hear that. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of we've analyzed the game to an extent, but so I ask this question: What was the funniest part of the game for you guys? Like, what <laughs> what 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 part of this game made you laugh the hardest? What happened to Camden fall down? Oh my god! Wow, ridiculous was that man? It was the best. I mean, just uh, just watching him fall down like that. It was that, the best. Was, I, have, like, I, I mean, oh, <laughs> oh no. That's like he's like you pouring it on no, and yeah. he's filling out. That's the best, dude. How many, I just love like the, the. I don't know who was directing the camera in this game, but it seemed like they always seemed to capture Cam Newton, and he had that look of utter disgrace on his face at the end at the at the, at the end of each play. Um, and then you know I, mean, I don't mean to laugh at the guy, but you know here's Denver celebrating their win, and then they they got their the camera right on that one player who's Josh weeping Norman. weeping that, on the sideline. That is. Where the if I if I'm Josh Norman, I guess I'd find the director and I'll punch that dude in the face. Yeah, because I mean, if you've ever done anything competitively at all and you lose in a championship, you're going to cry if it matters that much to you. Sure, absolutely. And, I mean, you're talking about football players that from in June, right? Technically, right. maybe July because he's not a, a rookie, so it'd be July from July two days, three days a week. I mean, three days a week, two days. You know what I mean? Boom, two days. Four days practice, preseason, regular season, practice, 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 film study, all the stuff they do to get prepared and finally get to that big game. You know, and it's depressing because, you know, Josh Norman, you're you're a corner. So maybe your your presence was felt because you did shut down Demaris Thomas. You shut down. It's true. You know, what I mean, you gave up the penalty though. You held him and you pretty much put him on the one so then they could score. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what I mean he, I can't put that. I'm not gonna put that loss on you. No, no, you I don't think mean? anyone is. But I definitely feel for him because it's like we've all been there. If you've done anything competitive any time, you know, I mean, you cry. Yeah, you know I mean, I was, I was, I did a talent contest a couple years ago when I was in like fifth grade. A couple years ago, I guess it was like two years ago. <laughs> a couple years ago, yeah, years, yeah, 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 twenty some years ago. Jesus. Well, we, uh, we neglect to mention that uh, Locke failed out of elementary school. So. <laughs> yes, that's how it works. <laughs> so I, I skipped elementary school and I just joined the workforce from then yeah. in, the, in the early nineties. Um, but um, you know, I did talent contest and I lost to some girl who sang Debbie Gibson. I think we're alone now. Not quite the same heaviness, but uh, no, it's not. But it, but if you're but if you're if you're 11, it hurts. It does hurt. You're right. Losing lose, losing you be practicing, and then you finally lose. You know what I mean? And it, it's not good. Yeah. What, what was your experience? My funny, I think I t- tell you, my the funniest thing in the game for me was the post game interviews. Uh, you could tell every <laughs> reporter in that stadium wanted to get the exclusive straight from Peyton Manning's mouth if he was going to retire or not, right? Like, and and his, his response was so great. You know, my priorities are different right now. I want to go home, kiss my wife, hug the kids. You know, I want to go get some drinks, some beers. Like, you know, it was like we are talking, you know, the Tennessee's coming out, and he's going to get completely tanked on some Budweiser's tonight. Hopefully he takes a, he takes a, a beat from Helen Marin and doesn't go, you know, he has a, has a plan. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, that was the funniest part of it, man, because he got asked that question tw- twice, and it's like, guys, you know, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get this tonight from me. You no. know, this will come out in an official press conference later. You know, but right now, you know, I'm gonna go have some beers, eat some Papa John's pizza, 
which I still think it's hilarious as hell that the that the owner of Papa John's was there and he was one of the he first kissed, people that he kissed Peyton, him on the cheek. Yeah, man. Peyton kisses it's a him blessing. on the cheek. It's the blessing of Papa John's. Like, the blessing of Papa John's. Like Peyton is knee deep in some 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 Papa John's pizza right now. That's all I gotta say. But uh, no, that I mean, for me was one of the, was one of the funniest parts of the of the whole game. Uh, D, what do you think, man? What was the fun the funniest parts for a game for you? It would have to be the Cam Newton fall down. <laughs> yeah. By far, Cam Newton fall down. It's just the camera was on it perfectly. Timing is just falls to the ground. But I mean, that was his, that was reality setting in, saying not this time, brother. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. reality setting in. So what? I mean, it's probably funny for me just for that second, but still, just to hurt of it of him falling down and just. Just that this the psyche in his mind is just saying, "Hey, we we don't have this. Yeah, it's game's yeah. over. No, I agree. Game's over. So, and you know, it's uh, uh, damn, I just lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh well. Anyways, but it was uh, just a, a fun game all around. All around, a lot of a lot of fun moments. Um, I I, I know I enjoyed it. Uh, well, you know, I've been texting my wife back and forth the entire time, and you know, they were they were clearly loving it on on their end too. So. So we'll, let's move on from uh, from the game now, and let's maybe get into a, another topic um, that uh, I know we discussed last night a little bit, and that's the halftime show. So you know, I know there's been a lot of tweets online. People are already tweeting out that you know how how Coldplay was like the third wheel. Um, I mean, uh, what do we think? How do we, how how what do we think about the halftime show? G, we'll start with you. How do you feel about the halftime show, man? Simply amazing. All the pen the uh, the. The colors, it was just amazing. The dancing, <laughs> the music, it was just simply amazing. I wish it was like an hour long. The concert was just absolutely phenomenal. The I hell? know you guys are <laughs> The hell? The hell, man? What? What? Wait a minute. Hold up. Let me tell you something. Alright, so, right, so first and foremost, very impressed by the quick setup of the stage. That stage was very nice. But it's something else about, like, Black Hole Super Bowls have been done in the dark, and this was done in, like, daytime. So it's like, it, you know when you go to a concert and, like, the headliner's at night, you know what I mean? And, like, it's not even, it's not daytime, it's not nighttime yet, so yeah, you feel yeah. like this is, like, the opening act type thing. And yeah. it, that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like a real concert to me. I was like, uh-huh. oh, wait a minute, it's light outside. And I think it'll look really cooler with the effects on the, on the stage lighting up. would look a lot cooler. I mean, all right. And then I guess we went for, like, this, like, world peace feel mm-hmm. is he like bono i don't know but bono i mean mm-hmm. bono i don't know um he definitely started with the viva yeah yeah, the yeah. Viva song <laughs> and then he did paradise mm-hmm. you know so those were that's interesting and then bruno mars i know you have a real bone to pick with bruno mars man it's a little so funny to me what hip-hop illuminati bruno that's mars right, yeah. um, but, uh bruno mars last year Last year, this dude does the whole, like, up, uptown funk, right? Which a lot of people love, I guess. You know, funk you up. And he's doing it. He's dressed like freaking, like, the dude from La Bamba. You know what I mean? He is. He is. You know, he's dressed like the dude from La Bamba. And he's doing his dude, dance moves. He's, he's freaking James Brown on stage. This year, he's on stage. And he looks like Mace. And Mason Diggs about to pop out behind him, and with the whole like leather suits, I was like, "Yo, it's about to come on! It's about to happen right now." We Let's don't do stop. It. No, we don't. We don't stop. That's why it felt like that. They had the uh-huh. gold chains uh-huh. on, and then they're like doing these dance steps and his dad. I'm like, "Okay, this is I'm getting heat earning street cred this year. That's what's about street cred this year." And then Beyonce arrived. Oh, I know. And then she like stole it. It's like, wait a minute. 
She t- it was her own concert. Bam! And she like she had a half of, she had like a quarter of the field for herself. Which after the after the show happened that no one really saw, they had to refix the field up because her high heels of all her dancers were tearing the field up. Well, early. For me, the funniest thing about about the Beyonce thing one she stole the show, which I thought was just hilarious. But two, I just love how immediately following the halftime show. There's an advertisement for Beyonce's tour. Oh, yeah. So all this really was was a promotional video oh, yes. for the Beyonce tour. So you know, the only thing that would have been better if they had opened up ticket sales immediately following the halftime show. Boom. That would have been so hilarious. But know? no, because people with money, people with money to go to that concert are at Super Bowl right yeah, now. They they are, well, they would be on their phones. They're, well, they, <laughs> they, they, they get alert. <laughs> oh, oh. And so there was that part of it. The other part of it I thought was really funny. Um, was how, you know, so in past Super Bowls, it's usually at night or in the dark. And we, can, and we were talking yeah. about, and there's laser lights and things of that nature, yeah. right? Well, this, because there's none of that, the you, the, the displays or the pageantry of it was, a lot of it was dependent on the audience. Yep. So everyone in the audience has a card. And they're holding up this card, and it has like a sun with a blue background, which lasted for maybe a minute into the show, and then people got bored and brought them all down. So maybe for a minute, you had this great background scene, and then it was like, I'm not holding up this sign anymore. And I want to like, see you want to watch I'm this. A, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get a beer. You know, <laughs> hot dog. Man, bump this. So that, you know, that, that was funny. And then another great part was when they're on stage, and there's like the Bruno Mars, Beyonce face-off with her crew versus his crew. And her crew is like 100 deep, and his crew is like, Four deep. Oh, the gas steps. Oh, those damn steps were like, the gas steps she was doing. The yeah, dance, yeah. This little weak move he just did. He did like a little slide step. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? Whatever. He like do a little slide step thing. I mean, I got a mild chuckle when he did the whole like when the when he like the Beyonce song came on. He like pretended to be like Beyonce for a brief second. That was kind of funny. But you know, I mean, uh, it was very lackluster. And then Coldplay, like I said, I felt like they were getting knocked back. I think maybe Coldplay's performance would have been better if. It was, it, they wanted to make it really a fun thing, and I think Coldplay music. I know, I know, it's gonna be, I'm gonna get a lot of weird hate for this, I guess, but I don't think Coldplay music's fun. Well, no, I mean it's 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 the kind of music you listen to on a long drive, you know, on 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 the Pacific Coast Highway in California. It's not exactly the kind of music that gets you up and going. And, and that's why, like, they people. were trying to like get, look deeper in their catalog to find songs like "Hey, let's dance." Hey, hey, hey. I mean, to me, I mean, we were talking about this last night. You know, what makes a great Super Bowl halftime show? Well, let's first off, let's think about what what is Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl is football. It's a battle. It's yeah. a battle royale. Yeah. It's the best of the best. It's the yeah. gridiron. You know, it's. It's intense. It's intense play, and you want to keep that intensity going. So you want a halftime show that's going to keep that intensity going, keep the crowd hyped. You don't want someone to go out there and like kill the mood with like you know lovey-dovey worldly music. I'm sorry, sure. but the Indian theme was lost, I think, in, on, on the uh, on the Super Bowl crowd. You know, this isn't a soccer game. We're not playing right. for the World Cup. You know, this isn't yeah. the Olympics. This is the World Cup. This is this is the this is football. This is America this, football. You know, I mean, this this foot like halftime shows are either going to be. Like need to be intense hip hop or pop artists, or they need to be like intense rock like rock stars. You know, I mean, like I think the rockers do better. Yeah, than I the think, pop yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, and it, it, uh, that was really cool how they did that 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 homage in the middle of there of like all the various artists that played through the half times, and you see the really good ones right there next to the really bad ones, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, but the I Rolling mean, Stones, ugh, yeah, exactly. Paul McCartney, ugh. Yeah. 
I was a little mad they didn't show my boy Tom Petty though, because I still think it's one of the best. Tom Petty had a really good one. Yeah. One of the best halftime yes. shows, and he's not even up See, there. See, Tom Petty can't go wrong though. Tom Petty has really good songs. Yeah, yeah. That he has works a good well. It, he has a good catalog that fits with a Super Bowl. Running down a dream. Yeah, what yeah. a great song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then Prince. I mean, they showed oh, Prince yeah. the purple one, mm-hmm. and he had the best Super Bowl ever because it was raining outside, and he still performed. Yeah. And he did by himself. It wasn't like everybody else kind of like. He's a one-man show. Prince did it by himself. Yeah, yeah. And he did Wash Tower, a Foo Fighter song, and Purple Rain. In the yeah. rain. You know what I mean? I felt, you know what I felt like watching Coldplay perform? Hmm. It felt like a college halftime show. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, marching yeah, bands yeah. and the other people. A lot of theatrics on the field itself. Like, it was like, almost like a, a national, national, um, national championship happening. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Is Alabama playing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> All the theatrics happening on the field, a lot of crowd participation, you know what I mean? It was kind of like... College mm. band members. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was personally disappointed that he didn't play, they didn't play Clocks. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that You know what I mean? Clocks I, I, like I the, figured that would have been like their opening song. Their, I thought that was going to be their opening song. Like, I, you know, I mean, that's the kind of song you... like. In my mind, what I saw was a stage... And then out of that stage rises a guy on a piano playing. That's, That's what I really sweet. Saw. And then yeah. he ends with Viva. Yeah. And they do Paradise and then do Viva. You know what I mean? And now it would have been like ended. You know what I mean? That would have been great. I like how like on, on Viva though, the drummer's job is just to bang the drum. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's his job. That's the best. That's just the best. What do you, you, know what do you think? What do you think? What, you got any comments on the halftime show? Beyond is all colorful and truthful. <laughs> it's just wonderful. No, I thought it was it was awesome. It was great. It was awesome and great for real. That's what you're gonna say. <laughs> it was it was fantabulous. <laughs> fantabulous. Someone here's got to be the voice of reason. The hell, uh, it's clearly gonna be D tonight. Shit. <laughs> All right, so you know, moving on from from the halftime show because we kind of talked a lot about, about a lot about that last night. Let's talk about the the third part of any Super Bowl, and that's commercials. Commercials that's, is the first part. That's the first part of any of any Especially Super Bowl. When the Super Bowls tend to go down, or if it's not as well, it was amazing. You're not getting 50 billion touchdowns going on. Yeah, yeah. It's the commercials. So you just wait for the commercials to come on. So and the commercials were they were pretty. They were awesome this year. Probably wasn't all the funniest we've seen in the past, but sure, sure. It kept it it it, it held its own this year. So what was what was your favorite commercial tonight? Um, it was probably the ones before and after the uh, Gotham City and the uh, Metropolis, the Turkish Airways. Oh, that commercial. Turkish Airways! You know spot that one's really def- nice. definitely um, caught by surprise. You know what I mean? Because I was talking to Figs about that. I'm like, well, is there to be a Batman trailer after they showed a Marvel trailer? They showed all the other trailers. I'm like, can I get a Batman trailer? Because I'm excited for that movie. And then it's like, I guess I'm not getting one. And you you mentioned that they're going to do something, but it will be directly quarter with the movie. And then bam, Turkish Airlines. I'm like a Turkish Airlines commercial. What the hell is that? And then boom, yeah, come on to Gotham City. What? And he like freaking um Mr. Affleck. You know what I like about though was it was a really unique way to promote the airline and the movie. Like I mean, I mean they completely they made it a real world. Like you, like I, I actually felt like I could travel to Gotham or Metropolis. I I know they're fake. I mean, DC does. Oh, give me a break, dude. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so far DC hasn't done much. DC has done a lot in my heart. But any rate. I, I thought I thought that it was a really inventive and unique commercial. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I love seeing like them, they're talking about rebuilding Gotham, which I thought was great, and uh, you know rebuilding Metropolis. You know, Le- you know, you see Lex Luthor up there talking about I've rebuilt you know 
Uh, Les Corps is going to you know rebuild. I thought that was that yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, because Superman tore the place down. He yes, sure he did. did. He ripped yeah. the place apart. Yeah, we don't you know we don't save civilians. We just have the battle in the city and let everyone die in the rubble around us. That's how you know how epic Superman is. With General Zod, who did yeah, a great uh, yeah, job. He, he was yeah, an epic murderer. I think he's yeah, a, he is. Zod was a murderer. Superman tried to save them. Yeah, <laughs> Zod murdered a lot of people. India was gone. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll get more about, about the movies here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about, so what was your favorite commercial? <laughs> uh, my favorite commercial, I think, uh, if I had to think about one, it was the, oh, it was the Jeff Goldblum one, man. Oh, so you loved that commercial, man. I loved it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can listen to Jeff Goldblum, who's my favorite, like, older Jewish actor, I guess, I guess, you know, just singing Jefferson's, you know <laughs> I mean? That's just great. I like the ending, though, throwing, you know, little Wayne there and... Little Wayne there, I, and some George Jefferson. Guy. I didn't understand what what it, what that. I didn't understand that at first. My first like commercial, I was black. like, I was like, why is George? I know, I know He's the Jeff, I know the Jeffersons, but I didn't He's understand. I didn't understand why is George Washington there with Little Wayne, and then, <laughs> and so then when they came back to it, and they're like George and Wheezy, I was like, oh, I get it now. That makes You're so not much black. more sense. You know what I mean? That's what that's like. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought it was great because I, I just can't. Like, I just, just, I, in my in my mind, I could never see Little Wayne hang out with George Washington. So right. That's why I had a hard time with you that. Know, you surprised? That I, I, right. I, yeah, I could see George Washington enslaving Little Wayne. You oh, know, <laughs> <laughs> that could be true though. Come he, on, on the, no, on the logo, that look. It's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. But damn, damn. Shots I'm kidding. Fired. George Washington is a fantastic patriot. He's a saint. I'm just messing. He's I'm a fantastic patriot. He's a saint. He's a racist. But. But I mean, at the same time, he was actually Jeff- very progressive. Is, is he progressive? He you sure? Very, he you sure he was? Him, and Thomas Jefferson, they were all very progressive. All right. Um, but I mean, uh, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> though, going up singing, it was just the best. I mean, I, I could watch it all yeah. day. I could no, watch it all day. Commercial. That was good. My favorite commercial was the Doritos commercial with the baby. With in, the dark side. In the, in the, in the uh, ultrasound. With ultra dark side, dark ending. That ending was dark. That ending was, that ending was, that ending was hilarious. That ending was when dark. When he's like playing with that kid with the Dorito. And then he like whips the other way, and the baby's like, "I'm out. I gotta get my Dorito." I laughed my ass off. That was I dark. That was so funny. What happened to GoDaddy commercials? Uh, I don't, there was a, they, were, they were talking about that on uh, NBC the other day. They're saying that um, they they were pushing the envelope too much, so they kind of like scaled back. Push the envelope, something like that. I don't push know. the envelope. Well, because it was always just like some random hot chick and nothing, and you were like, "What are they selling?" I didn't even know America, I, please stop. I never this. even knew. I never knew what a go what GoDaddy was. I still don't even know what GoDaddy it's is. Like a, it's like a domain. What a do, like a website? Yeah. For what though? You what can it, make other websites. It's a website for making other websites. Yes. Squarespace does the same thing. I don't. I know more about them, and I've never been in the Super Bowl. Lab. Well, that's that's because you maybe don't use GoDaddy. Whatever. You know. I hate you. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, yeah. and, and, I never right. use GoDaddy either, but I know that. I mean, I had to look it up. You know what I mean? Check it out because you know you get you get. You get hypnotized so, each right. month. So, what are some other notable mentions as far as ads go? Do you, what do you think? What are some other notable mentions? You know, I mean, I would, I would, you know, I would, I would uh, say that uh, the car commercials. I liked the Buzz. Was that the, it? Wasn't Buzz Aldrin, but it was another guy. The other oh, the astronaut, the uh, Audi commercial. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, uh, but I would. Um, oh no, no, no! Here we go, Tyson. Oh yeah, yeah. Tyson, Ben. <laughs> if you, if you can, we can. My grandsons. <laughs> That's just the best. Like, <laughs> what? And he was so excited to see yes, that line. Yes, he was dude. so excited. Oh like, man, he had a smile. I think he said it because I, I think he like he was excited to make it because like, he might have messed up like four or five times. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you got it right, Tyson. Like, yes. Yeah. So I got it right. Yes. That was amazing. But I mean, that's. I think. I think that'd be it. I mean, it's like 
beyond that, the commercials are very lackluster. You know what I mean? Like, these commercials you'd see, you would see them any other time. Like, back in the day, you watch Super Bowl commercials, they were like, big, oh, oh, wait a minute, God, one. It's the uh, Michael Baldwin one. Michael Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec, the Alec Baldwin commercial was hilarious. Yeah. But he has that big uh, snack, uh, snack stadium. Please, somebody, somebody t- ask, tell me why Missy Elliott's still dressed like she's 24. <laughs> like, I, I didn't see Dude, you know. man, she's setting trends. Setting trend of what? Huh? Wearing a football, fake football jersey? I can't stand the rain. Yeah, that was cool. I can't stand the rain. That was like 15 years ago. <laughs> Well, apparently she's still living like it's 15 years Apparently so. so. She lives in 2003 forever. <laughs> Just like her radio station. <laughs> so, uh, so one thing I want to talk about, we've got to wrap up here pretty soon. We got, um, I don't want to make this a long one, but uh, based on some of the previews you saw, what movies were you excited about? What, did any of those previews make you more excited, less excited, peaking interest? What were some movies that caught your eye? Um, well, let's see. Um, I think this week we're going to try to check out... Uh, like Darede- well, no, Deadpool comes Deadpool out Friday. That will be our review for next weekend. We're gonna try to check that out. Yeah. You know, we're gonna try to check that out. Uh, we're gonna probably do two podcasts. We're gonna do a one podcast, um, spoiler free. Um, one. We are. Yeah. Okay. We can do two. <laughs> It'd be terrible because I mean, you give a you give the okay, people... but that wasn't a preview shown tonight though. I'm talking about the previews that were shown during the Super Bowl. What I understand you? that. I'm just telling you what we're doing later. Oh, excuse me. Yes. All right, um, but <laughs> yes, that's how many movie previews were there today? Huh? There were well, so you had there was yeah, the, Jungle Book. Jungle Book came. There yeah. was Jungle Book. There was Civil War. Oh wait, but we forgot one commercial, then, dude. What? You forgot the Ant Man Hulk commercial? Oh, that was a good commercial. Yeah, you know, I that, yeah, I tell you what, you know, you spent a lot of money on a commercial when you get the uh, kind of special effects that were in that commercial. It wasn't bad. You get Paul Rudd in that. Paul Rudd is that expensive. Paul Rudd's kind of expensive. Paul Rudd was in the Bud Light commercial. Yeah, but they were kissing his ass in that Bud Light commercial. They yeah. had a lot of celebrities in that Bud Light commercial. I guess. Actually, that was, that was another good commercial, too. Yeah, that Bud Light commercial yeah, was really good, too. Yeah. Amy Schumer and uh, yeah. Seth Rogen. But that was a really, really good commercial. I'm glad you brought that up. But, but yeah, so there was... You had Jungle Book, Civil War, uh, Independence Day, Resurgence. Uh, dude, let me... Great preview. <laughs> um, what else was there? Uh, oh, yeah, Pets. There was Pets. Oh, uh, yes. And then there was the uh, Batman vs. Superman yes. spot. I think there was. I feel like there might have been another one too. Oh, X Men Apocalypse. Yes. That for me, X Men Apocalypse preview was hot, dude. I mean, just seeing Psylocke, like, actually in the Psylocke costume with the laser sword and shit, like, come out of nowhere and just wrecking shop. That was really cool. And I really, I mean, that I was excited about uh, Apocalypse, but I'm really excited about Apocalypse now. I thought it was a really great preview. Seeing Apocalypse holding up uh, um, Mystique, Mystique by the throat. Uh, that was I thought it was a good preview. That's my that's probably my favorite of the night. I was I, I you know you guys will hear this much you will hear this a lot, but I just it's hard. I, I grew up loving Marvel, and Mar me and Marvel's going through a bad breakup right now, and uh, <laughs> we're going through a really bad breakup. I caught her cheating. It's really bad, and I can't I can't handle it. She cheated this guy for a long time, and me and Marvel we haven't been the same since. <laughs> so when I watch stuff with Marvel, I'm kind of like, whore. Um, <laughs> you know, it just I, I watch the movie and I'm like, all right, Storm looks cool. Yeah, I love Fe- like um, um, Magneto. I can't get his Fast name. Right. Fast Fast I yeah. love that guy's actor. Yeah, yeah. So anything he does, I, I get drawn to it. Sure. So, so I'm gonna watch it no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but am I more excited for it for Apocalypse? I don't know. How, this movie sounds like it's gonna be a several movies. You can't be Apocalypse one movie. He's Apocalypse. 
Right. You know what I mean? You can't be a Apocalypse World movie. It doesn't work that way. Um, Batman Superman, I like, like I said, I like Batman Superman commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still, that's probably one of the movies, I'm, that's the movie I want to see. I know. I want to see You're that so movie. I'm so excited about I, it. I want it. I need it. You know what I mean? I need it. I love, I love it. Um, when I think about you, I touch myself. All afternoon. <laughs> My gosh. You know, uh, Deadpool, you know, like I said, I, I think it's going to be cool. I understand that I have criticized movies in the past about being too CGI. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool has to be CGI. But Deadpool's going to be a radar movie, which also intrigues me. Because, I mean, there's going to be some nasty jokes in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, well there's going to be some violence, they've already, too. They've, they've already been a few that are kind of... There kind he of, showed on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But the like, trailer is really good. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds... Hey, dude, pretend to be Van Wilder in a red suit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But you're not seeing the red suit. You're just going to be talking and we'll have somebody else in the red suit. No, he's in the red suit. They, he is in the actual costume. What? Yo, he, he he wanted it to be as authentic as possible, so he is in a le- red leather suit. I thought he would try to avoid wearing suits after the Green Lantern no, Green Lantern, he, no, he wanted to avoid animated suits. The Green Lantern suit's an animated suit. That was an abortion. It was, it was put in, yeah, and see, you know, see, he wanted an authentic suit. And he wears an authentic leather suit. In the is suit. it true they're making Tyrese Gibson the next Green Lan- next Green Lantern? I don't know. It's that's all rumors. I, no one really knows. At this I point. really hope they don't. What about you, DJ? Any any movie any movie previews catch your eye or kind of get you excited about anything? Uh, probably Deadpool. Deadpool. I mean, everybody's waiting for Deadpool, so that's the obvious answer. But yeah. I would say Deadpool. I mean, Apocalypse looks great, but that's going to be one of those things that I'm definitely going to have to read up on because I'm not a big. I mean, I'm a big Marvel fan, but I'm not gonna. I'm not as deep into it as most people are. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I could see myself getting to the apocalypse thing. I mean, it's gonna be great visuals and everything, but I don't know the full history of all that because it goes way too deep beyond my beyond my scope. So, sure. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I think another good one that another movie I, I was actually it made me a little more excited about seeing. Was uh, the turn the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles preview? Oh man, yeah, that was. I, I really like that. You know, I mean, I saw the first preview and I was kind of excited because oh, I totally it, it, about that. it made me nostalgic for because for me, like I remember, like you know, there are there 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 are a group of fans who grew up based on the comic book version of the Turtles, which yes. is a very intense, gritty yes. comic. Yes, but then there's a there's people like me who were introduced to Turtles as the cartoon. Yes, I mean, I remember I had all the VHS tapes. <laughs> and where you actually meet Kang for the first time, you see Bebop and Rocksteady. So when I saw, so when I saw the last movie, I was really disappointed. Like I, I felt like it completely missed the mark. I see the preview for this one, and I, it just it, it harkens me back to those early days. You know, when exactly. I'm ten years old, seeing the old VHSs and watching the Saturday morning cartoon. I mean, seeing an actual Kang. You know, in live action, seeing like Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, it's CGI, but I mean, like, they still consider it live action. In live action, that to me excites me, and I love seeing like they got the, the turtle mobile or van, or whatever they called it back in the day. That made me feel really excited about this movie. So I'm, I'm, you know, Michael Bay has just disappointed me a number of times. Which I want to comment on one thing. Speaking of commercials, <laughs> tell me why that Schick commercial for the Razor, where they were like ro- robots. <laughs> Battling out on the sink. Tell me yes. why that commercial was better than the last Transformers movie. Can we get the guy who directed that commercial come direct the Transformers movie? Because that, for me, was way better than anything I've seen. That last, last Transformer was, I wouldn't even call it abortion, because abortions go kind of clean sometimes. They're really nice situations. Yeah, yeah. This was a bad, This was a, that was a bad situation. It was, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was in that movie about 15 minutes and bailed. Um, I, I, you know, the... That start uh, turtles. 
I, I have not seen the Michael Bay one, the first one. I have. Yeah. I have not seen it because it's on Netflix. It's true. Watch it. It's on Netflix. Watch it and be disappointed. It's on the one star. <laughs> I know. It's bad. Netflix gave it a one star. Mm-hmm. Netflix is mostly people that Netflix and chill mm-hmm. and people that get high and watch anything. Yeah. So you told me that people that get high in munchies or just Netflix and chill won't watch this. Or if they did watch it, they said this movie sucks. Watch something different on Netflix. And think about all the shits on Netflix right now. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say, like, I'm going to watch it. Now, you're right. This new trailer, this new, I'm having a hard time saying it. This new Turtles movie here. Um, I might give that a shot because, right, it hits the nostalgia of the original movie. I remember the original movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I, I saw it as a kid in the movie theater. Oh, I did too, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and it's like, bam, first you see Casey Jones in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? April O'Neil, Casey Jones. You see the little weird hookup, which is kind of weird because April O'Neil is played by Megan Fox, and she's she's not young. She looks young, but she's not young anymore. But, she's you know. hot. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> those words never came to my mouth, my friend. All right. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I think the guy there playing Casey Jones looks kind of young too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like I said, they have Bebop and Rocksteady. I think one of them is, like, Asian. He turns, like, he's Asian with purple hair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny. But, um, you know, they're going to be transformed. And, like I said, you have Krang, you know, and Krang's, like, no joke. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's de- it definitely loses luster in the fact that Shredder's gone, I guess. Is Shredder dead? Uh, I don't remember. I don't really. That's I, how bad. That's how was. bad that first movie is. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I, it, that movie is so unrememberable. I remember there being a big fight scene on top of a tower with a giant antenna, and I don't remember the outcome of the film. You know, it's, it's trying to die. He somehow escaped or something like that. Is he really? Oh, what I, I believe. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he died. Okay. So I mean, you know, it's Michael Bay explosions, explosions, explosions. So you know, they they always show the trailers where there's going to be guaranteed in Michael Bay films. There's going to be a slow motion CGI scene where everything goes really fast. Then it slows down. You'll see every single particle, and they'll narrowly escape something. They showed it in a commercial where they like there was a tank coming out of a waterfall. What the hell is that? But you know, it's like I said. I, will I see the movie theater? Probably not. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I, I'll I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna include it for us for the night. Uh, I'm glad you hung out with us. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl as much as we did. Uh, we'll catch you in a few days. Where uh, uh, we'll try. We'll, we'll do another one this weekend. Uh, like I said, we'll be at least be hanging up. The, we'll be doing a review of the Deadpool movie. Uh, apparently, we'll be doing two podcasts: one spoiler-free, one not spoiler-free. Man, the spoiler-free <laughs> won't be a short one, okay? All right, but at any rate, uh, and we'll also get around town this weekend. We'll see if we, some, uh, if we can find some new good restaurants. Find out some, there's some new good bars and venues. Maybe some events going on. We'll check those out and we'll report back to you guys. Anyhow, you guys have a good week. Uh, enjoy your week and uh, try not to work too hard. Thank you guys much. Like and subscribe. All right, thanks a lot, gentlemen. Thanks for having me out. Thanks for thanks for being here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks.